Emmanuel Mijares, A Life for Jesus in the Midst A month before Father Alm's death last June 19, his story, together with the Focolare community of Aklan, was featured worldwide in an international meeting of about 8,000 members of the movement. It was a moving tribute to Father Alm, showing how the community he built with everyone continues to value the love he had given them. Father Emmanuel Mijares, Am, to family and friends, was born on January 1, 1958, in Ibahay, Aklan, on the island of Panay in central Philippines, to a deeply religious family. He lived a peaceful childhood, sharing it with Rhoda, his elder sister, and his brother, Diore, the youngest of the siblings. At the age of 12, he entered the minor seminary where he became known for his gentle and joyful manner. Even if provoked by some of his fellow students, he always responded with a disarming smile. Committed to his studies and sports activities, he obtained excellent results in both. Towards the end of his adolescence, he went on to the major seminary to study philosophy and theology in preparation for the priesthood. On April 5, 1982, he was ordained priest for the Diocese of Calibo, Aklan. His first assignment was the Apostolic Nunciature in Manila. There, he met a Focolarina at work who introduced him to the community of the Focolari in Mariapolis Peace in Tagaytay. From June 1984 to May 1986, he underwent a period of formation in the spirituality of unity at Escola Epi, the Focolare Center of Spirituality for Priests and Seminarians in Mariapolis, Peace. He met and lived with a Swiss priest, Father Tony Weber, who started this school of formation for priests and seminarians of Asia upon the request of the Catholic bishops of Asia particularly of the Philippines, to Kara Lubic when she visited the Philippines in 1982. On January 1, 1985, during his stay at Scuola Epi in Tagaytay, he wrote a long, moving letter to Kara Lubic recounting the story of his life and his struggles with its joys and sorrows. He told Kara how his brother Diore, a student activist during the period of martial law in the Philippines, had been killed at the age of 21. Lubick encouraged him to see God's love even in the most painful circumstances in life and gave him a word from the gospel that speaks of forgiveness. Quote, if anyone strikes you on the right cheek, turn the other as also. Matthew 5.39 Kara was happy to confirm his name, Emmanuel, because of its beautiful meaning, God with us. After two years in Tagaytay, he was appointed and designated as spiritual director of the minor seminary in Aklan. Later on, he moved to the Colegio Filipino in Rome for further studies in philosophy. On January 13, 1994, with perpetual promises, he became a member of the branch of the priest and deacon Focolarinos. 
he returned to the Philippines and his diocese and served as chancellor and personal secretary to the bishop. In June 1998, he became the director of the formation year at the St. Joseph Regional Seminary in Iloilo with 34 seminarians from seven ecclesiastical provinces of the Philippines. In 2007, he became the rector of the Minor and Major Seminary of Aklan. Afterwards, he served in various parishes in Aklan. A living community was born around him that was committed to concrete works to alleviate the difficulties of the population due to poverty and natural calamities. Testimonies and Words of Thanks Father Ang was a figure of the priest Focolarino, who has lived fully the Focolare's ideal of unity. Mary Ann Tolentino, a Focolarina from Aklan, who is now based in Rome, tells of her beautiful memories of Father Ang. Quote, Father Ang, as some would describe him, was straightforward, full of wisdom, revered, and one who was in control. For us, the first group of ten girls and boys around him, he was just a father. Gentle, patient, neither overprotective nor authoritarian, but someone who knew how to trust others, who knew how to risk. Even if we were very young, he left us free to make our own decisions, enjoy our freedom, and explore new possibilities. And he always had our back. We had the confidence to fly because Father Am was there. He was a formator, and he understood that we could only be formed if we would go out of ourselves and into the margins of society. End quote. Lizelle Makam Ponsaran, a married focolarina, shares, quote, Father Am explained to us that even spiritual trials, as we had experienced, might be experienced by all. But we should never be afraid because God on the cross had already paid for them all. Moreover, we are immensely loved by God, and the Holy Family will take care of our family, so the devil could never win against us. Father Am seemed like a father, an older brother, or an angel, so much so that any time you needed him, he would find ways to give his life for you, in whatever way and what, whenever it would be. Father Am lived out his faith. He was firm in his convictions, radical in his words, and also in his deeds. The legacy of Father Am lives on in our hearts. Unquote. Another Felmer Ponseran, a married focolarino, recalls, Father Antu, for us, was a true spiritual father and our true family. When problems and difficulties came up, he was there to give his wisdom through pieces of advice. He is just a text or call away when you have doubts about your faith in God. Father Am was always a loving person, ready to offer his love in any way he could. Lito de Guzman, another married focolarino, narrates a very memorable experience with Father Am when they lived with him for a month in Papua New Guinea to set up a temporary mission site. Lito recalls, 
Together with Father Joel Castillo, my wife Ethel, and I, we were very fortunate to have made a strong experience of God. When we were requested to go to Papua New Guinea with Father Am last May 2018 to start a temporary focolare community, it was a very difficult trip and the first time for all of us to go there. It turned out to be the best experience of our lives. Here are some highlights of that special moment we had with Father Am on that trip. First, I was inspired by his wisdom. I always admired Father Am's theological and philosophical insights. He had this ability to see things always from the perspective of the faith. He understood the ideal of unity so much that he was able to internalize these teachings and precepts in everyday life. Second, he was very keen about keeping Jesus in the midst. From the preparation of our slides and materials to the actual delivery of our talks, Father Am was careful that we do all these things in unity. I never felt a more genuine rapport with a priest. I felt we were really doing all those things together. Third, in the words of Carol Lubick, I can affirm that he is truly a popo, an evangelical child. While we still call him Father Am because of respect for his position, I really felt he was a brother, not only in the religious sense, and a popo, a child of the gospel. We would share our fears with him during the most dangerous flight from Port Moresby to Daruki Unga. We would laugh at our own mistakes during our sessions. Fourth, he had a great love for Jesus forsaken on the cross. The poverty and the difficulties, the challenges we saw around us were very real. The local culture was very different. The priests there were faced with many, many sufferings. Their communities were all poor, with no financial support. They had to travel very far just to reach their communities. When we were preparing the program on the points of the, spirit, of the Focolare Spirituality, we agreed that we would not yet talk about Jesus forsaken. But on the third day, and with much unity among the four of us, Father Am proposed that, probably, it was time to share Jesus forsaken and the value and redemptive meaning of suffering. It was a strong awakening for us to see all the sufferings these people were going through. However, we really felt that they understood, helped by the wisdom from the Holy Spirit. This was confirmed by the happiness and appreciation of the bishop and priests in Papua New Guinea. Lastly, I admired his passion and compassion. As a diocesan priest, he understood his strengths. He was able to develop the gifts he received. At the same time, he made his compassion grow towards other people. He was a friend of his parishioners, his community, and the members of the movement. He had a special rapport with everyone he encountered. Father Joel Castillo confirms this. In Papua New Guinea, Father Am was always serving us. He was very keen about keeping Jesus in the midst. He was very sensitive to a life of unity. He loved Jesus forsaken concretely in difficult situations. Nekataunan, a youth from Aklan, shares, I believe 
that this is also an experience that our generation could affirm. Father Am, indeed, had a big heart for the Gen, the young people of the Focolare movement, and for all other youth. Whenever we had our activities or projects in the past, like different activities of the movement, dinner for a cause, etc., Father Am would always tell us that we were young and capable of doing so many things. We were able to concretize those projects because he was always there supporting us. Father Am opened up opportunities for us to share the focularis spirituality of unity to as many young people as possible, even to young seminarians. Another youth, Gio Francisco, confirms Father Am's special love and trust in young people. He says, He always believed in us, young people. His wisdom always guided us. He even gave a very insightful theme on synodality, walking together in holiness, which was ahead of the times. Carlo Gentile, an Italian focolarino and former delegate of the focolare movement in the Philippines, gives his testimony about Father Am's love and friendship. He said, For me, Father Am was an exceptionally intelligent priest, but first of all, a great friend of mine. So many times we were able to share our life, our difficulties, even our limitations. And yet, in the end, I felt a special light in my soul, a kind of love from his part that was more than great. He personified a real essence of a friend, always available for people and with a very deep faith in God's love. Minx Lumio, in one of their final visits to Father Am, recounts, Last July 8, when we entered his room and saw him at his sick bed, I felt it was a sacred moment. I saw how he surrendered everything to God. I asked him, Are you happy? He said, I am very happy. Our life is beautiful. I saw him at peace. I assured him that the whole world is praying for him. He closed his eyes and tears while holding my hands, I felt he was the one consoling me. On many occasions, he continued to repeat Jesus in the midst. Continue to live with Jesus in the midst. Let's keep Jesus in the midst. When he died last July 19, 2021, the tributes never stopped pouring in. The novena prayers and masses that were offered for him where many people spoke heartwarming words of thanks and affection, were proof of the words of Jesus that, by their fruits, you will know them, from Matthew 7.20. The kind words of tribute for Father Am were overwhelming, and several months after his death, we are still receiving many stories about his many good deeds. True enough. Two pages are not enough to narrate his beautiful and fruitful life. He has left us a patrimony of his writings and works, showing his great love for Christ and his passion for the church and humanity. Jose Aranas